Welcome back to Thinking About It, and I'm Pastor Bob McGregor at Grandview Church here in Kitchener. And I'm Stan Fowler, an elder here at Grandview Church in Kitchener, and sort of theologian in retirement part-time. And we are grateful for that. Uh, Stan, today we want to talk about what everyone right now is talking about in the evangelical world, uh, and that is the news regarding Ravi Zachariah, who has been a highly regarded gentleman apologist uh, worldwide in scope of ministry. Uh, Many uh, staff apologists have associated with him over the years. And uh, we were shocked to hear that the rumor about um, inappropriate texting was just the tip of the iceberg and that throughout his life there have been indiscretions to say the least and uh, people of every maturity level are reeling over the news, wondering uh, theologically, wondering uh, how a ministry can, can sustain that kind of lifestyle, details of which I don't know that we need to go into this, this uh, broadcast. But we want to talk about that, uh, and I don't know if in 15 minutes we can really accomplish much. We might have to do this in two parts. I think that's a given. Yeah, but but let's, uh, what do you make of that? Well, it's staggering news, it really is. And, and I mean, you and I, I, I'm sure both have had our Facebook feeds littered with mm-hmm. uh, comments uh, about the the report of the task force from from his ministry and from the Christian and Missionary Alliance, the denomination of which he was a part. Uh, it's it's. It's just, it's, it's, to say it's sad is, is, is the understatement of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. It's tragic. It's very hard to, uh, to take the news in. It really is. And, and it does raise all kinds of questions. I, one of them for me is, how, how does one carry on that kind of duplicity? I mean, how does it start and how do you sustain it? I mean, I mean I'm thinking of the, the inner tension of of speaking to churches and university groups and and on the radio and television all over the world for years and defending the truth mm-hmm. of Christian faith of Christ and the gospel and the bible to skeptics worldwide and yet with conviction with real conviction and yet living uh with with that duplicity and and all the while carrying on uh, these sexual relations with apparently with massage therapists here and there and everywhere, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, I don't know how. Can you imagine living with that kind of double mind? Well, I I can't. I obviously. I can't get my head wrapped around it. It's, he's not the first one, however. No, not at all. And I, I read um, a, one of the statements that had come from him. And I don't know how it came into media, but he would justify himself to one of his female friends, essentially by saying, "This I've worked hard. I deserve a break. This is uh, a, a, a 
concession for all the work that I have done. And that's how, at least to this one person, he rationalized it. Apparently, according to what I read, he, he also might have said to some, look, in, in, in the Bible, we find men who had multiple wives or concubines to meet their needs. And, and so there, there you can add um, biblical text mm-hmm. to, to somehow support all that. And I, I, as, I, as I said to one friend recently who called to say, how in the world do we make sense of all this? It, it is a reminder of, of, of the enormous capacity we human beings often have for um, self-deception, yeah. For, yeah. for deceiving ourselves into somehow thinking the, the normal rules don't apply to me here, and what I'm doing is not really so bad. So it's a sober warning. Mm-hmm. As, as Paul puts it in First Corinthians 10, looking back to Israel and to some similar things in mm-hmm. Israel's history and says, take heed to yourselves, lest, lest you also right. be tempted to fall in the same way. And it starts um, very small, right? And it just, it seems to work. And then it just kind of grows like the frog in the kettle right. kind of thing. And then next thing you know, you're in a full boil and you're not really aware of it. I think if, if Rabbi had started his ministry in the 70s, you know, he graduated from Tyndale or OBC. Back yeah, I in know. The day. He was there a little bit ahead of you. Yeah. But I, I, have, I have another good friend who was one of his classmates at yeah. was the Ontario Bible College. So he's... Kind of like one of us. Yes, he is. And if he had imagined back then when he began his ministry, his life at the end, it, it would have been inconceivable. But it just kind of works gradually. And I think that's the deceptiveness that uh, is a warning for everyone. What you might tolerate or able to live with at the beginning is the thin edge of the wedge that could lead to that kind of thing. And uh, you're, it, you're, you're not aware of how duplicious uh, your heart is all the time. And so we need to remember Jesus' words to men who want to be his disciples about, about taking so seriously the, the reality of sexual temptation that we just do whatever is necessary, whatever radical steps are necessary to keep ourselves from it. I, I'm thinking of his words in Matthew 5 yeah. about gouging out your right eye or cutting off your right yeah. hand if they... If they um, cause you to stumble in that way, mm-hmm. in a kind of mental adultery. Mm-hmm. And if we don't cut it, so if Jesus says, take whatever radical steps you have to, to prevent it at the mental level, mm-hmm. well, what must he say to us when it, when it begins to move beyond the mental level? We really do have to take it seriously. Now, interestingly, in, in the midst of all this, I, I I read an article on the Gospel Coalition website um, by Melissa Kruger saying to men, the problem is not women. Women are not the problem. And so when you're when you're trying to seriously avoid sexual sin and sexual temptation, remember you you can't avoid women. Yeah. You still have to have 
positive kinds of relationships with with the women who are part of the family of God, your spiritual mothers, sisters, daughters. Mm -hmm. So it's a tricky balance. Now, there's been a lot of talk in recent years about the Bill Graham rule. Which goes or the about, Mike Pence rule. Or, or the Mike Pence rule, which was really the Bill Graham yeah. rule applied by Mike Pence. I don't know. What 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 do you think? I, I, is, I think a lot of can people... We, can we go overboard? Yeah, a lot of people look at that and say it's ridiculous. Like Mike Pence was ridiculed for that. Yeah. Not so much Billy Graham, but um, we we have a policy in the church here that you don't drive with a female alone. And sometimes you think, really, it's pouring rain outside. I'm going to drive by one of our our women. Can I do that? And yeah, I do. And I and I look back in my rearview mirror and says, man, is this necessary? What do I do? And it it's like cutting off your hand. It's something radical. And I think we have to just live with that. Uh, the you you just open that up, and I just. I'm concerned that we might end up with all kinds of problems. So you build these these walls, and you live with them. Yeah, I I mean that's an interesting one. I I certainly would be very careful about traveling alone in a car with a woman who is not my wife. But at 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 the same time, I I would argue a a good rule can can which is yeah. V- kind of a virtual absolute right can sometimes be turned into a strict absolute in a way that that maybe is is wrong-headed so what you do now that you have cell phones so you call your wife say hey i'm picking up so and so soaking wet just thought i'd let you know i'll be home in 20 minutes right that's i and i was i was actually just this morning reading a blog by a a friend of mine talking about about this issue and and he was saying um you 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 just have to be radical in the way you you do this and one of the points was do not have any secrets at all from your wife totally open uh with your wife Mm -hmm. and it's all out there and and i certainly try to observe that i Mm -hmm. i would i would not want to hide anything i in fact this would be one of the safeguards, as you say. I, I could say to my wife, look, it's kind of an emergency. I really need to pick up so-and-so on the way to the church for this meeting. And my wife and I would understand what, what's going on, but I, I would not hide it. If Years ago, if we had a babysitter for our kids right. who needed to be taken home, the fact that we needed a babysitter meant both my wife and I could not take her home. We understood that. Yeah. Now, if I had taken the babysitter home and had not come home for two hours, yeah. okay, then my wife would have beaten me up justifiably. <laughs> um, so are there exceptional cases? Well, I think there are. But still, we need, we need to guard ourselves very strictly. And avoid this now for you as a pastor. So, so we're at church and um, we're actually meeting again, and and we're beyond some restrictions. And in the atrium here on the way out, woman says that was wonderful preaching, pastor. Give and gives you a a, a wonderful hug. 
is that okay? Do you avoid that? <laughs> How do you handle that? Well, it doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we flatter ourselves to think it might happen. Uh, and, and usually for f- interesting reasons, it's, it's elderly women. Yeah. They're, they're that affection, I think, um, younger women understand it's a little bit awkward. So that doesn't happen. But there are, uh, in some cultures, just um, an expectation that if you care for people, you'll hug them. And so I... I have been in those awkward moments where you know you're hugging a woman it's just gently and you didn't initiate it necessarily but you're going along with it and um but I don't want to become one of those guys that's standoffish you know how you give that, that right. sense and right so I I just uh I don't really have a good policy I just kind of play it by ear don't want to do anything to encourage that kind of thing and I'm just glad that the younger women don't seem to want to <laughs> you know, right. Happen. So I think we, maybe we'd both agree then. Not all hugs are created equal. Yeah. And and there are some hugs I would be very uneasy about. You know it when Others, you see not it. Not so much. I I think so. Yeah. I, I I do think you know it when you see it. Stan, we like we only got two minutes left, and I can't believe it. Uh, we started off with Rabbi, and I wanted to ask the question or try to answer it: how it's possible that so many people can be in his organization, uh, presumably knowing his calendar, and, and not speak up. Because the idea is that when, when you're working with people, when you're in a team ministry, you've got eyes on you, right? And they are to, when they see something, something in your eye, they, they tell you and help you. How did that not happen in this case? Yeah, from what I've read... Um, and I, I only try to dip into reading this stuff a little bit because I don't, really don't need to feed my mind on a lot of it. But apparently, the board of Arzim Ministries, uh, Arzim, uh, Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, well, they admit they were negligent and, and they did not push back when they should have. And I, I, I'm sure it happens. Um, he becomes famous. He's very influential. And they don't want to derail a very influential ministry, and so they cut him a lot of slack. But in one piece that I read, it was indicated he used multiple cell phones but did but refused to use the, the RZIM uh, network. Okay, that's got to get he, attention. It should. I mean, if I were a board member... I would I would want to push back and say, wait, wait a minute, why would you not do that? Why why don't we have access to what's on your cell phone? Yeah. Quite frankly, if you're using that cell phone for this ministry, we we really need to know. Apparently, um, Sam Albury, who has been in the RZM team for mm-hmm. some time, did push back at some points and and say, look, there, there's something wrong going on here but the board said no hey you know everything is okay we can trust Ravi don't you understand he's under a lot of pressure he is a godly leader he needs to take that masseuse along with him on his trips because he has this long time back pain and how can you travel internationally with that back pain etc etc but by that time the brand becomes so valuable Yes. You, 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 you just can't risk it. And that's another conversation that we should have about the, the rock star pastor. Right. Uh, 
what's that all about. But we're out of time for now. For now. Stan, so just want to thank you for listening to us. This is something that everyone in ministry is concerned about, and it's a sober warning uh, for all of us to make sure that uh, we finish well and we build into our lives um, uh, measures that will keep us uh, faithful and honest. It's a, a message for all of us. And so thank you for listening to us. We are available for more questions. You can go to our website, send us an email, and uh, we'd be glad to respond to any of your questions. I'm Bob McGregor. I'm Stan Fowler. Thanks for being with us. Keep on thinking. 